Hello, it is Thursday, May 6th. Big show today. New news came on the Aaron Rodgers Packers Schefter saga. It never ends. There's a little bit of a victory lap by us, to be honest with you, but I assume we're not the only ones that understood that this was what it was from the beginning. Obviously, if you're listening to this show, we appreciate the hell out of you, and you understand why we believe what we believe, and it turned out we were right. So. Yeah. What do you know? I don't want to spoil it, but today's big show, massive show, good conversation. The head of uh, the NFLPA Center for the Cleveland Browns, J.C. Treader, joined us. A.J. Hawk, all the boys. I mean, today's a good day. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you do, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to this thing. We're live in Indianapolis. Indiana! Haven't done that in a long time. It's nice to know we still got it, by the way. It's in there if we need it. We are in Indiana. We're not going to fly down until after the show to beautiful Tampa. I spent, you know, 48 hours, 72 hours in uh, Tampa last week, and I slept for about four of them. So (laughs) I was okay with staying in my bed another night. We'll be traveling down there this evening. Cannot wait to get down to the FanDuel Beach House for another incredible smackdown. Tomorrow night, Friday night, uh, Fox, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that's actual Fox, not not Fox Sports One, okay. not Fox Sports Ocho, not Fox News, yeah. not Fox Twenty First Century yeah. Fox, not FX, not FX, nope, not not it's actual Fox, Bunny Ears Fox, eight p.m. tomorrow. We got a big one. Yeah! I have no idea. I actually don't know. What the- oh, it's a throwback show. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. It's a huge show tomorrow. Corbin Rollins tomorrow night. Are you kidding what? me? No, no. I saw that. Yeah. Cesaro, WWE tweeted. Cesaro Rollins. Oh, well, WWE Twitter's got it wrong. No, Cesaro. <laughs> hey, I'll Cesaro. pull it up right now. I'm sending to Z. You could potentially have it wrong. Because Cesaro, Cesaro and Rollins actually cut promos against each other yeah. and accept it. I accept you. Challenge. I accept. Don't be getting the. Hey, hey if Corbin's the there tonight. Name hey, I'm, telling, I'm telling you, that's what it said. Listen, uh, it's Cesaro Rollins, yeah. <laughs> Just that word, man. You know, they got to work on their Twitter, though, because I saw that this morning. Well, maybe the person looking at the Twitter has to work on it. But the Baron Corbin first match is going to be awesome. Okay, Baron Corbin and I were teammates at the Indianapolis Colts when he was uh, uh, just, uh, just a football offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Big guy. We used to go out, like, every night together. Uh, he stayed at my house numerous lengths of time uh we we have a great relationship where immediately upon seeing each other we are pretty much on the same page immediately <laughs> and uh whenever he is doing something i cannot wait to hear what comes out of my mouth so whenever you said there's corbin rollins tonight not only is that wrong well they're both wrestling because cesaro rollins is tomorrow or whatever big deal or whatever it that's that's a massive matchup it's a wrestlemania rematch by the way so have a little have bit of respect, respect have a little bit of respect for that actually cesaro got his first ever uh, WrestleMania win. I think his first ever WrestleMania match yeah. over Rollins. Of course. Rollins. So you just kind of disrespected all that. But what you did to me, you see, what you did to me on the inside, uh-huh. when you said Corbin Rollins, I was like, okay, Corbin. Oh, yeah. Here we go. And then I immediately thought, you're a stooge and you're wrong. Hand Anyways, up, that's on me. Yeah, it is. Let's move along. I wasn't planning. Ty Schmidt's here. Buster Connors here. Uh, all the boys in the back. We appreciate the hell of you. I wasn't planning on doing the Aaron Rodgers song and dance again. No, okay? not at all. Hockey last night was oh. awesome. Incredible. Oh. Hockey last night. Capitals. 
Rangers. One night removed from Tommy fucking Wilson taking somebody's head and jamming it into the ice and fighting another and somebody getting uh, injured that they're out for the rest of the year and Tom Wilson only getting a $5,000 suspension with a laundry list of these types of incidents in his history. Uh, Everybody's pissed. The Rangers actually ended up firing their president and GM because the president and the GM were not on board with the Rangers owner James Dolan, yes, from the Knicks, uh, uh, wanting to release a statement saying the people at the NHL should be fired for not punishing Tommy Wilson harder. So this was an entire day of promotion. Hey, this is how hockey is, okay? Hockey's one of the only places you can watch, and there's tradition from way back in the day that makes its way into the current world. Comeuppance is a real thing in hockey. Refs even believe in it, and that made its public, uh, its national audience, or its public just a couple months ago when an old ref who said, hey, I had to get one on the fucking Predators there. Had, <laughs> had to, to fucking it. get you, boys. For the flow of the game, he had to do it. It's like, hockey is something where there's a lot of tradition, there's a lot of history, this is how things go. Now, that might be to hockey's detriment. I'm not 100% sure, but for me, I am a massive fan of whenever somebody's pissed off at somebody else, they're given an area where you can go do whatever you want. Listen, hey, when two humans get into a cage and fight each other, I'm going to watch it. All right? Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I won't do it. Okay, I have the utmost respect for the people who do it, but I respect the fact that that's available for people to do as a living. Hockey is this incredibly graceful sport you have to be able to ice skate which is impossible you have to be able to have dexterity with your hands while handling the stick you have to have to have great vision cardio your strength has to be there it is an incredibly beautiful sport but last night six fights in the first period okay as soon as the puck dropped to start that whole thing three fights immediately for the comeuppance for what tom wilson did the only issue was the capitals and Tommy Wilson were the reason why this happened, okay? It's the reason why this fight happened. But their team is built for this type of thing. Yeah. They were actually probably just as excited as we were about what was going to happen in this game last night in Madison Square Garden. Tommy Wilson's not on the ice to begin this whole thing. They have another group. As soon as the puck drops, here we go. Three fights, three go right into the goddamn penalty box. (laughs) All right, so everybody's excited. Pierre Maguire, I think, was on the call, and he was like, Hey, boys, I think we thought this was when it was coming or whatever. You know, let's go. Is that it or whatever? And then Tom Wilson gets on the ice for his first shift. And they're like, okay, here we go. And there was a guy named something Smith. And this son of a bitch, this this unlucky son of a bitch, (laughs) had to be the guy who had to go fight Tom Wilson. I assume this was a decision made by the coach in um, in the locker room, which I believe they call... Do they call it a locker room? No, I think they locker call it. Locker room, yeah. No, I think there's some. A hockey den? No, it's like a, uh, I don't know. I, I think the Canadians have something for it. I, we have Gumpy here, but he hates Canada, so. True. I mean, we don't really know. But anyways, I assume in the locker room there was actual conversation like, okay, who's got Tom? Smith He was either like, I got him, or they're like, Smith's got him. Yeah. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> so as soon as Tom gets on the ice, all right, he like makes a pass. You see one Ranger guy like kind of skate away, and then there's another guy coming right at him. And the thing about Tom Wilson, everybody wanted him suspended. Everybody wanted him fined like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Everybody in the NHL that isn't a Capitals fan is like, get this guy out of the fucking league. Capitals fans are like, we love this guy. He's really good at hockey. Yeah. He's really handsome. He's not scared to do things. He beat the fuck out of this guy. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> so uh, the Rangers do this entire, God bless your soul, Foxy. Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, God. May the Lord be with you. Uh, but 
but he was the reason for this entire fight that the Rangers had to do this whole thing. He gets on the ice after three people already fight. He beats the fuck out of a guy. Okay, he goes into the penalty box, takes his shirt off. He's standing there. There's four wide now. Two more fights happen. They got six deep. They're standing in there talking shit to the Rangers. Like, that's not the, the penalty box. That's just the, the actual roster. That's the team after. That's the go. penalty oh, box. Six people packed into that thing after fight. There's Tom Wilson smiling, by the way. Just got a new jersey. Now, he did not finish the game. They just sent him out there. The Capitals almost did their own, like, all right, we'll suspend him for a game, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just going to be a fight every single time. They understand that's how hockey is. But I loved it. I'd assume the ratings went down immensely after Chara had a conversation. Chara, by the way, from Boston, is a six foot nine guy, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's just somebody that beats the fuck out of everybody. Uh, but at the end of the first period, he actually goes over to the Rangers bench, I, I guess, and goes, uh, Hey, we doing this again? Because I will get involved. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of settled out from there. But what a night for hockey. I absolutely loved it. Nick, this this is good. I saw the hockey purists. A lot of people are coming after me because I was like, this is hockey. Hey, this isn't hockey. What are you? This is not good for hockey. It's like, right, talking tell me the ratings and then tell me what happened immediately after those fights happened, what the interest level was. And I'm not saying this happens every night, but this is what separates hockey from other top sports is that you can handle something as if it's 1925. Yeah. Like, hey, if you need to handle it, let's handle it. Now, that Washington team is able to do whatever they want, okay? They're built to fight people. They're they, built to handle it. They do bully people. And the Rangers probably always felt like, God damn it, we got it. Why did Here they have to do that? Goal, boys. Why did they have to do that to us, boys? <laughs> yeah. And they just send out sacrificial lambs or whatever. But that was good for hockey last night. And hockey people aren't going to say it was good for hockey. I, I obviously want everybody to be healthy and everything like that. But a sport that still has that, Nick, you guys got to be pumped over there in the hockey world. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what the purists say because that's the way the league wants it. They want the players to settle and they want the players to police themselves and handle it on the ice. And they did. You know, these two teams, now they're done playing each other for the season. Something will probably carry over to the next season. But the Rangers are going to have to bulk up if they want to battle with the Capitals next year. Well, not just the Rangers. I think it's everybody. Oh, yeah. Them bringing in Chara when they already had Oshie. And they already had Tom Wilson. I mean, they... they Ovechkin. Ovechkin, who can get after Tough it. If they have yeah. oh, yeah. will get after it. It feels like that team is one that if they decide that they want to humiliate you, they will. And uh, you're going to have to stand up for all that's good for hockey. <laughs> and what you're running into is a, a buzzsaw. Yeah. I, I think the Rangers might have won one of the one one of the fights last night, maybe. And it wasn't like a it wasn't like a clean win. I respect the fact that they did. They won out, you know, on their shield for their guy mm-hmm. that got uh, you know treated. I love that a lot. But the, the Capitals all day were thinking like. Yeah, we hope. Can't wait. Fucking hey. bring it, boys. Hey, we fuck. I would like to see, you know how they do the tunnel shots of teams? Ooh. I would like to see the Capitals in there, fucker. <laughs> right, here we go. <laughs> Let's get there before that game. And then the Rangers are probably just like, no, God fuck. Damn it. Why did it have to happen to us? I Let's- think that's the biggest uh, criticism of it all is because I think everyone sees, uh, who's not a Capitals fan, they see Tom Wilson, they see him run around and do all these things he does in the ice, they get pissed off. And the league is like, well, the, le- the players will take care of it themselves. Well, the fans are like, listen, no one's taking care of Tom Wilson because they can't. can't He's feeding it. everybody fists. They wanted this guy gone years ago oh, yeah. for similar actions that he's doing. Uh, the New York Rangers have been fined $250,000. The National Hockey League announced today that the New York Rangers have been fined a quarter of a million dollars 
for their public comments on Tuesday, May 4th. Public comments of the nature issued by the Rangers that were personal in nature and demeaning of a league executive would not be tolerated, said NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman. While we don't expect our clubs to agree with every decision rendered by the Department of Player Safety, the extent of which the Rangers expressed their disagreement was unacceptable. It is terribly unfair to question George Peros's professionalism and dedication to his role and the Department of Player Safety. All right, George. Hey, you win. That's right? a boy, George. <laughs> you win, all right? $250,000 fine. Uh, Dolan's still the owner. The president and GM who probably told Dolan, we're probably going to get like a $250,000 fine if you do this. Like, Don't you fuck you. Get, Shut up. Tweet it out. My money. They're fired. What a time. Good for the NHL. Got fights. You got a little drama. Now, listen, the hockey purists aren't going to like it because the sport is awesome without all of that. But, hey, if we can get more people to watch hockey, I think that's good for everybody. We need what happened last night to be happening at least once a week. Yeah, At least one (laughs) hockey game a week. We need the boys just fucking dropping mitts and beating the shit out of each other and then playing. It's awesome. Ty, you're going to get attacked by the hockey people. I might. He's right. I mean, mean, the new team, the Seattle Kraken, they should strictly sign players who will go to war with them every single week. So the goons in the protectors used to be a real thing in hockey. And then Nick says, you know, the league wants the players to kind of figure it out, but they have also put in a lot of rules and benefits to not kind of doing the old school fighting stuff, right? Wasn't fighting trying to, they were trying to phase it out of the game almost. They were. A couple years ago, they were trying to phase fighting out of the game completely, weren't they? Yeah, they they weren't going to straight up eliminate it, but the way they adjusted the the flow of the game with the rules and and they realized they had a lot of skill and and they could capitalize on that. So they went that route as opposed to kind of promoting the the heavyweight bouts and all that. So you don't really see like the George Peros's, who is the Department of Player Safety head, he used to be a straight up fighter thousand career penalty minutes. Oh, so that's why Tom Wilson. Hey, you're cool with me, pal. Yeah. Now, that would go to the Rangers point of his professionalism being questioned. (laughs) Yeah. But Tom can play. George couldn't really play. Uh, yeah, but Whoa. but he was great at probably interfering and slowing the game down and keeping Good the stars the safe and he could fight and, great everything, mustache. and everything like that. But whenever you when you talk about them trying to open a game up to get a little bit more speed, I think, by the way, as a fan of hockey who has watched hockey, I think it getting faster was good for hockey. That's like oh, one, yeah, of the, one of the more spectacular things about hockey. But when you can take a trip back in time real quick and it's just like you fucked with one of our friends, okay, well, we got to fight you now. And that, that is just... That's really cool. I like it. I wish more sports would be able to do Yeah, that. and people who watch the show understand that usually when hockey gets brought up, it's a sentence, and then that's hockey talk. That's hockey talk. So, that's I mean, all podcast, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's it's own, yeah, because of that, and it's it, look how long we've talked about hockey for because of these fights. Like, come well, on, make and, it happen. And by the way, I'm sorry, I did not hear you there, Zito. I, was, I have a, uh, a cut inside of my uh, ear. Oh, so, no. From what? I have no idea. I think it might have been cool. a... a uh, did the raccoon uh, catch you? No, it wouldn't have been a raccoon, but maybe it was scootsy uh, you think too deep of a q-tip or maybe i thought maybe i might scrape something oh, in there, but then there would have had to been something in oh, there. oh your q-tips expired i don't know if that happens with us sure. hard oh yeah i'm not sure they do do they i think so they have that new thing where you can go in there with a, a oh the a spiral camera, thing? like an app yeah, yeah. and you no. can see it and pull it out they got candles who the hell is trying to do that what's that who the hell's trying to do well, that if you have I, a cut you want to see i, I want to let you know right now i would love to do that so, so I can see, is this, is this, is this a cut? Yeah. What, what is this thing going on in here? Because it does hurt. Um, but there is, I, you know, when I 
popped my uh, uh, eardrum mm -hmm. when I put a hole in my eardrum. Uh, no big deal. Fought a wave, wave fought back. And that's going to happen. You know, just like in hockey, like fights are going to happen. Yeah. And my eardrum burst in, in first day, maybe first minute, actually, of spring break Ooh. one particular trip. So it was a rough day. Uh, it was too close to season. Couldn't get it surgically repaired. So I was actually playing in stereo for an entire year. <laughs> so it was very – and then it kind of healed itself and that whole thing. But my ears began to create – a lot of uh, earwax. Yeah. So my ear, for whatever reason, I, I think it was immediately happening there. So to go in and like potentially schedule the surgery, they had to clear out the earwax in the ear, nose, throat doctor, which I forget the name. Uh, they had one of those things that they're selling now, but it was like a super high level one that had a camera on and it was on a screen or whatever. Watching it kind of... It's like oddly satisfying. Actually. Yeah. It, it, it's really? like a, it is an interesting thing to kind of see. It. And then they showed me my eardrum. They're like, yep, you're fucked right there. <laughs> Look at that hole. Yeah, there is a hole <laughs> right like there. It's like a grenade went off inside it, there. It, about 12 to 2.30 there. That thing gets to 3. That could be a real problem. But <laughs> your, your body should heal itself or whatever. It's like, well, I, I don't think it ever did. And the earwax thing has maintained the entire problem. So, so you can buy that thing? No, no, because it looked Mickey Mouse. Uh, yeah. I want to get the one that the doctor had. Because sure. that thing oh, yeah. was like a... Uh, Machine. Like an actual rig yeah. you get into. Yeah, 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 it was like a real thing. And he, he had a Splunkin helmet on, too. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Speaking of Splunkin, it is time to explore a story that has captivated the sports media. Oh, yeah. And I don't like to do this all the time, okay? I don't like to do this all the time. Nope. But when it happens, you got to do it. That's right. Trey Lance gets drafted three overall. What a celebration. Yeah. Hey, was that not a celebration? Yeah, it was awesome. Massive. A lot of money. That was a celebration. Trey Lance. Oh, our, our insider had it. Our source it. had it. We knew it. We announced it. We did this. We did this whole thing. Went out there on a limb because a lot of people put a lot of money quickly on that. Had to. That became something very quickly like, hey, all right. A lot of things changed there on draft day. Mac Jones was locked in. Had to celebrate that. So then the same story, though, same day that got very big. Uh, was an Aaron Rodgers uh, Green Bay Packers situation that Adam Schefter had reported. And we have to report on this, obviously, because it's the MVP of the NFL. We're a pretty dominant NFL show. Uh, Aaron Rodgers comes on our show on a regular basis, friend of the show. Uh, we've got a chance to learn a lot about Aaron Rodgers, and I feel like kind of see a side of Aaron Rodgers that we've never seen before because Aaron uh, is always very guarded, I think, with most media members. So yeah. in turn, there's a chance that a smug uh, asshole vibe could be portrayed, especially if he's not being nice to the people that are portraying information. Okay, So maybe the people that are portraying information about people have an interesting feel about the person. So the way they're naturally talking about them is in a fashion that might not be reality. And I think we've learned that here the last season, getting a chance to talk to guys 17 times. Yeah. Answered every question. For sure. All of them. Talked about everything. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of things we didn't bring up maybe on the spot immediately following a game, but in weeks future, we did ask about it. To go. I feel like he was brutally honest. We learned a lot about that guy. So whenever this report came out day of, our immediate reaction was like, this is not Aaron putting his information out. We thought people that thought Aaron was putting his information out uh, on draft day via Schefter were actual idiots. Like, we, we, uh, Did anybody read that article? We got attacked. For saying that we were blind, I, I was selective honesty was my trait of choice is what people were telling me. People were telling me that I had no more credibility whenever I spoke about things because my friendship with Aaron wouldn't let me get past knowing that he's a prima donna who dropped this information to steal the draft weekend. Mm -hmm. And I continue to say, no, that's just not the case. He has not told me, by the way. I do not want him to tell me, okay, because uh, 
his only thing of talking was he was disappointed this was uh, publicly. So it's not like I'm going to be like, hey, hey, you're disappointed it's public. Why don't you give me some shit to say? Like, that, that's just not how I would like our relationship to go. And I don't think we have the conversation. But we have continued said, there's no way Aaron put this information out. The entire narrative, Packers fans, yeah. all media people were like, this is Aaron. Then the Jerry Krause text messages started. Now they're like, oh, so Aaron, which is alleged, by the way. Absolutely a legend. There is no clue if that's true. Bob McGinn, who I did not know existed, writer for nope. The Athletic, obviously has a lot of juice because now Aaron Rodgers thinks he's Michael Jordan. Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers wants to steal the draft from these young kids. Aaron Rodgers wants all of the attention. That, that, that is what people are saying about Aaron. And we continue to stand in the foxhole, okay, mm -hmm. and say that's just not the way this whole thing. We do not know for sure, but just being a human that read the article could say this was not Aaron. Then numerous other people that aren't maybe have uh, as knowledgeable with Aaron as we are after talking for so they're like, this doesn't feel like it's Aaron, right? It's like, obviously this is not Aaron. Yeah. This morning, Adam Schefter, the man who wrote the article and teased the article on NFL Live uh, on Thursday, April 29th, draft day, draft spectacular day. He was on OG Dan Patrick's show this morning. Bombs all over the place. This is like a two-minute clip. Just go ahead and sit down and listen. And then immediately afterwards, if you were coming at me for slurping Raj, <laughs> fucking take a hike, pal. Run this, please. It was just about a week ago. A couple hours from now, where Adam Schefter came on Sports Center and said basically that Aaron Rodgers wanted out of Green Bay. Uh, walk me through that. Did you get a phone call or text? You know, Dan, the funny part about it is that I've heard people say, oh, Aaron Rodgers wanted that out before the draft. Mm -hmm. I can assure you, Aaron Rodgers did not want that out before the draft. I've had people say the Green Bay Packers planted that. It was a very pro Packer story. Yeah. I can assure you the Green Bay Packers didn't plant that. When people enough, guess at where stories come from, more often than not, they're usually wrong. And in this case, they're wrong. Mm. This was an accumulation all during the offseason of just listening to people talk and observing. And if we go back to the NFC Championship game that the Green Bay Packers lost at home, did we not hear Aaron Rodgers after that game talk about his level of unhappiness, if you will, uncertainty for the future. Just go back and listen to that press conference, and it sounds almost like he's saying goodbye to Green Bay. And so your antenna's up, and I'm just telling you throughout the course of the offseason, there was rarely a week that went by where I didn't hear something about Aaron Rodgers. And on draft day, there's a report that morning from Paul Allen out in Minneapolis that the 49ers made a draft offer, which they didn't make an offer. They never made an offer. And other people are saying that the 49ers called. And I said, how long till it gets out that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Is it next week? Is it next when he doesn't show to the OTAs? Is it next month when he isn't? It's going to come out. What does it matter if it comes out now uh -huh. or next week or next month? And so. So you chose to break the news on draft day. That is actually that is absolutely accurate. Correct. Huh. But it wasn't something that you got information about. No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, and it was nothing that morning that came in. Okay. All of a sudden said to me, Damn. yeah, he wants out. You should report uh -huh. this. Like, okay. it, it was going on all off season. You just keep hearing it. And there, there was more and more talk. And now they're starting to be on Rogers talking. I say, you know what? 
this isn't going to wait much longer. Let's mm-hmm. just go. It, it just happened to be drafted. Oh, because I wondered when you said it didn't come from Rogers, didn't come from the Packers, and it's being characterized differently. I was wondering, okay, you're not going to tell me your source. You know, what was the motive Dan, behind that? Yeah. Dan, there's not a source. No, no, I know, but I know that now, but Dan. we're just finding this out right now. Dan's basically like, this well, I said this. I said it on NFL Live. I said it on my podcast. I said it. Okay. You know, right. I mean, okay. I don't know. People want to believe whatever they want to believe. It- okay, so Dan was like, I mean, we didn't know that. I mean, shout out to Dan, by the way, kind of processing. Oh, okay. You could tell there was a couple things he said there where he was like, wait a minute, is this? Because I assume Dan Patrick had to cycle through, like, is this how breaking news works? Like, is this something they would do? Dan's probably like, yeah, probably. Schefter, one of ESPN's biggest days is the draft day, right? The the draft is a massive day for ESPN, probably a lot of eyes. Maybe that... Now, Schefter said just so happened to be draft day, which maybe that is the case. Uh, but it didn't come from Aaron. He didn't mean to steal the draft. And maybe it didn't come from the Packers, by the way. Even though in his article, he leads off with league and team sources yes. have told us. And maybe they just had to confirm whenever Schefter said, I'm going to write this article. So maybe the team said, yeah, there are current disputes going on who knows how they get around the legal mumbo jumbo with how they word everything but all the people that were attacking Aaron Rodgers saying this is him trying to to be a prima donna and all this shit like that was not the case at all and maybe the Packers didn't do it now why would the Packers want to do it because they would think just like Schefter this is going to get out inevitably we would like to paint the narrative that we have tried everything here in the last couple months to get Aaron back even though we maybe have pissed him off in the past even though we're not going to admit that publicly but we understand we have so now we're trying to make it right or whatever so maybe that's why they would want it out but whatever the case Nobody was happy between Aaron and Green Bay, I assume, that this has become what it has become. And I assume Schefter knew what this was going to become as soon as he released it. Yeah, for sure. And it's tough because, you know, it seems like at this point, like, do you think even, like, with that coming out, like, can that – it seems like the like the court of public opinion is already kind of swayed. And like, it is, I mean, isn't it? I mean, it, it kind of seems like that. And, like, and, you know, being here, you're obviously not as – entrenched in it as it is like up there but shit you know i mean he was on the jumbotron at the brewers game the other night and they booed him like that that's wild so you, you i mean you hope that people can be like okay so it's not like he's coming out and trying to you know just force this but i mean it, it seems like it is kind of already isn't it crazy though that, that way that the packers and aaron right have not really come out and addressed this entire thing at all and that's because there potentially is real heavy conversations happening behind closed doors right now where if they were to come out and speak it might be a very different outcome one week from now than it is right now so why would they want to potentially get out and say anything because to be honest i was starting to think to myself like hey Aaron, like could you put something out just some sort of something but then now you know and by the way i always assume there's a reason and i assume there was some sort of action going on but as i'm just eating these fucking rights and lefts from packers fans telling me i'm a scumbag basically (laughs) because i'm just blindly going to bat for a guy who's trying to ruin a franchise especially after the the free agent conversation and then like there was a full smear thing going on oh yeah and we're saying and now Schefter's like it's accumulation. It's been a long time coming, yeah. Which is kind of what AJ has been saying this entire time is like, this has been a long time coming. So, you know, I just, 
I feel like we're kind of new in this whole thing, but every once in a while when we talk, we could potentially be on the right side of things, especially things that are pretty important and kind of make sense whenever you look at it from a logical standpoint as opposed to, oh, this is going to be a massive standpoint. Yeah. And, you know, that's just a different kind of mindset, I guess. Well, and his the biggest thing for me was that it was his decision to release it on Thursday on draft night. So that whole narrative of, you know, Rodgers wants to steal the spotlight, like that's complete bullshit. Everything's complete bullshit that we've All heard. of it. Yeah. It's insane. Now, did he text somebody? That is friends with Bob McGinn and called Good the Kuntz, Jerry Krause. We're going to have to find out. It's yeah. possible. But even, even that, like people fi- are taking that and saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers thinks he's Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, like, like, it is. It, it's, and that has not been. Do we have screenshots of it? Do you have? No. And by the way, screenshots of text messages now with the way the internet is. I mean, like, how do we know that's true? And if somebody's in a group text with him that he feels comfortable enough to say that type of thing about his boss, potentially. Yeah. It, it, let's assume that that person would hopefully not just go. That's not getting leaked. Right to Bob McGinn. Right. Like, there's just, there's a lot of human factors in here that a lot of things that I think to myself, like, this doesn't, hey, this doesn't add up. Like, this doesn't seem to make sense. And by the way, contract disputes and things that happen in business of the NFL, this shit happens, all right? It, 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 whenever the new regime came in uh, here at the Indianapolis Colts, there was a lot of people having conversations behind closed doors that were potentially getting a little bit contentious in this entire thing, too. So this is something that happens. I assume that... Green Bay and Aaron had to know that at some point this might going to get out because who knows? I mean, Shrags came out and said maybe an angry agent or maybe another team wanted to let this out. Whatever the case is, uh, we just all sit and wait, I guess, to see how this all pans out and what bullshit has kind of shifted over into the ocean of post-draft cycle because that feels like that's what we had to do all draft cycle is figure out what's real what isn't real this one we have to figure this whole thing out as well again yeah and then this morning john coon you know former packers fullback who i think is fairly close with uh rogers said that he has talked to him in like the last week and that he does see there being a situation where there could be a resolution between the two and i think the headline said you know that rogers wanted to be in green bay until he was 40 so who knows hopefully we'll get some clarity at some point here but maybe we won't and to be honest, I did not want to talk about this today. No. It I, is I, exhausting. I had gotten <laughs> I had gotten absolutely fed up with it. I, actually, this morning, I'm like, all right, we're not doing it. We're not going to do it. Can't. Can't do it again. Until there's real shit, we're not going to talk about it. And then this comes out. It's like, well, this is real shit, but it's not real shit. So it's like, when can we get some real shit? Yeah, by the way, uh, he did just win the MVP, too. So he, he's not Michael Jordan, but he's the best fucking ball thrower in the NFL. So Well, there's now, yeah. Oh, so he must think he's Michael Jordan. He he's Michael. Well, Is no. that what he? That's. But he's the most valuable player. No, well, it was so. a text message that allegedly happened, and now <laughs> yeah. you're going to go. You you can see why Aaron potentially hates a lot of people. Not that he does, but chooses not to talk to a lot of people, or potentially says, "I'm not doing anything with it." You can see because everything. Oh, yeah. they people love taking pot shots. Yeah, hey, everything. Love it. It was just an opportunity here, yeah, and wild. Schefter. I wonder if Schefter knew that. This is going to happen. Feels like he may have had an inkling that that could possibly happen. He took a big sip out of that coffee right yeah. in the middle of his answer. <laughs> With Dan, Dan Patrick, incredible information. We appreciate yeah. you guys. OG over there. Talked to Paul, asked him if we could use the video. Good peoples. People go through many changes as we get older. Isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that Testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. 
For most men, it begins around the age of 30 and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30 and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. <laughs> it's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, what? maca, what? and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good, isn't mm -hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank, Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, the president of the NFLPA, center for the Cleveland Browns, and Cornell graduate, ladies and gentlemen, J.C. Trapp. J.C., good to see you. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Oh, no. oh, okay. If, if we get a little bit longer of a sentence, you know, so we can find out if we can hear you or not, that'd be fantastic. How's your day going? You look amazing. It's going good. Got out to the golf course this morning. Uh, did not play well, which wasn't surprising, but uh, was able to finish a nice round. Okay. All right. Much better than last yeah. time. Thank you. Hell yeah. Happy you're golfing. Okay. Good business can get done there. And you gave us a great answer about Cornell, your family going there, and uh, you kind of trailed off at the end. But what we were talking about leading into that is you were almost prepared to be in the exact role that you're in right now as NFLPA president. Whenever you think about taking on that role, you have to know that you're going to piss people off, right? Like, is that just the, uh, the understanding whenever that happens? Is there's going to be people that don't necessarily agree with you? And is it exactly how you thought it would potentially be? whenever you thought you should go get this job? Well, I, I think my elite play, uh, play in my locker room, but play in every locker room. Uh, so you understand that there's a difference between labor's perspective and management's perspective. Uh, so it's going to be a little difficult sometimes when you're always looking out for the players and you're always looking out for their best interests. And that's not always in the best interests of the NFL or the teams. And, and it's something you have to uh, but it was something I studied. It's something I was passionate about in college, um, and I've enjoyed it so far. Hey, what's been like one of the toughest things that you've realized since you took this position, dealing with the owners, and we know how giant and how much money it is that you're going back and forth trying to negotiate with. Like, is there anything that surprised you? 
Uh, I try to keep an open mind. So, I mean, the the conversations are always very contentious. Um, yeah. I, even this past year where we worked together really well. I mean, we had to in order to get through the season that we had with all the protocols and all the rules. Uh, but the the conversations behind the scenes aren't just us in agreement, uh, just talking about how great everything's going. I mean, those are difficult, contentious calls where we're both still looking at topics completely differently. I, I mean, we were adamant early on that we needed daily testing and the NFL was adamant that they didn't. And in the end, we kept pushing forward and eventually got it. And I think that was one of the things, if we didn't have daily testing this year, I don't think we finished the season. I don't think we get even close. Um, whenever you talk about those contentious calls behind the scenes, I, I found this very fascinating. So when I went to the rookie symposium, I was drafted pick 222, got an invite, shouldn't have been there though, but didn't listen either. Hindsight, I should have probably as well. So kind of an interesting situation, but I think it was one of Demory Smith's first speeches as new NFLPA executive director or whatever his his title is and he gave this entire speech and he talked about the war chest leading up to the lockout and how they're you know you got to prepare and we're going to battle and all this thing and I was like you know that's interesting to me because you know business you would you would think like hey we got to get a deal done we're good for each other Uh, but instead from what you said every call is each side are just battling. Do you think there's ever going to be a time because of how much money is at stake and how both sides definitely need each other? Do you think there's ever going to be a time when it's not like that? Or is there just too many people involved now at this point for that to ever happen? I just think every topic isn't as simple as it seems. It's always something under this that also is going on uh, that makes it a little more. Um, but, but what we see is, you know, our, our strength comes from our players sticking together. Uh, and we've seen that a bunch in this past year. Uh, we saw it last year when we had over 400 players uh, tweet out the hashtag we want to play with them demanding protections from, from COVID, uh, from the NFL, for themselves and their teammates and their families. And, and that led to almost immediate concessions by the NFL, for a lot of the things we were asking for. Uh, and that's what you find. You find when, when the players can stick together uh, and understand that we're, we're fighting for each other, it gives us more power. That, that's what's always been last year. We both had a, a mutual interest of getting through the season. The owners want to make money. Uh, we want to make sure we get paid. But we have two different ideas on, on how that can happen and the best way to go, go about it. And our priority is always going to be the player safety. So that's going to be our first thought. Their thought sometimes revolves a little bit more about saving costs. So those two always don't line up on what's the most frugal and then what's the most safe. Uh, so you have a lot of arguments about that. Uh, can you turn your phone sideways? I think that is potentially the cause for the echo. Yeah. Hey. Here we go. Hey, here we go. Oh, yeah. Here we We're go. cooking with gas. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you yes. already sound better. Wow. Yeah. But we got everything you said there. You just dropped out a couple of times. But the overall point is there's two different ideas on how everything should go. And not everything is as simple as it seems. I understand that. So whenever you said that the players have to stick together, when the players do that, it tends to work out well for everybody because the NFL then realizes, okay, we got it right. Right now with the virtual OTAs and the, you know, not thinking that the NFL in its facilities, which by the way, I don't know the research you've done that, I assume, uh, aren't prepared maybe. And last year's virtual offseason was good. How the hell, and I assume this is something you had to talk about. How do you expect the rookies to do this? Because that is interesting. Like, how, how is that going to happen? And how does, how do these rookies not potentially look immediately like, like assholes in this whole thing. And do you think the NFL is going to stand firm on this? Is this something you guys are potentially going to have to have it out about? 
Yeah, I think to, to go back to kind of a, a quick history lesson, I try not to bore everybody. No, no, no. Hey, this is good. We need this because we don't ever get to hear this. So we appreciate you. So originally, the NFL wanted to make these OTAs mandatory. They wanted the entire offseason to be mandatory. Uh, and we negotiated collectively bargained to make sure they were voluntary. Uh, and what we've seen over the last decade is near 100 percent participation in the offseason in the voluntary offseason program and then COVID came around last year and nobody went in and football was fine and players were fine they were healthier and now guys look around and say well, why am i volunteering my off time to show up to the facility when it just was proven i don't have to and we surveyed the players to see kind of what what do you want in an offseason and over 70% said we, we want to stay virtual. Mm. And, and that was interesting for us because mm. we, we made sure to check uh, years of service as well compared to that. Because we wanted to see whether a young guy saying, no, 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 let, let me go in. And it's just the older guys. And that wasn't the case. I think the most interesting statistic was uh, guys with two years of service, 74%, one of the higher percentages, 74, said, no, we want virtual. We don't want to go back to the old model. And that was a group of players that had one year in the old model and one year of virtual, and they were like, no, no, the virtual is much better for us. We're, we want to go with that. And it was 70% of the guys who just did virtual last year. They are This year, they're not saying, man, I missed too much. I want to go back. They were, I'm good with virtual. Um, and, and that's our job as a union is to fight for what our players want, uh, okay. and it's a voluntary program. So the, the league has gotten used to us all showing up and it being pseudo-mandatory. And for the first time in a long time, maybe ever, they've had their players tell them no, and I'm not going, and it's ruffled some feathers, and they're not happy about it, and this is where we're at now. How, what was their reaction like when you first put that out, that you were suggesting an all-virtual offseason? Were the owners, I would assume, a lot of them were pretty upset. I'm, the coaches were the most upset, for sure. They're, they're the ones that want the players there. Yeah, I mean, the, they feel, I guess, entitled to hold them, which they are. That was in the CBA. They're entitled to hold these off-season workouts. And then it's each individual player's choice whether to attend. Uh, and guys are getting together with their teams and having the discussions of what do we want to do as teams. Uh, and that's when you saw the, I think, 23 teams come out with statements saying, you know what, we're, we're not going to participate. Uh, and, and we've seen the amount of players be drastically lower at team facilities now than in previous years. Um so, I mean, we, we've seen, you know, the, the memos they've sent out recently. You, you can tell they're, they're not happy about it. They're, they're frustrated. Um, but, again, it's the player's choice. This is our right, and the, guys are making their choice. That leads right to the next point, by the way. Right to, And, by the way, I like getting the information that we, we are a democracy. We did send out a, hey, we need votes. We took into percentages of who's upset, who's not upset. The younger guys, the second-year guys might have said uh, no to it because they don't want another crew of younger guys to take their jobs. But it doesn't matter what the motives are. Who it just you getting a chance to experience both. If you're not good at football and you don't show up in shape, you're going to get cut anyway. So there's a, there's a lot of those things that kind of contradict each other if you really want to get into that game, which people will immediately upon hearing the head of the NFLPA talk about anything. So with that being said, though, the off out of the facility away from the team injuries have always been a part of an NFL contract. Like I, I remember whenever I signed one, uh, the, the person that I signed the uh, contract alongside going through the contract was like, here's standard NFL stuff right here. And I think they're, they're coming out now and saying it's paragraph nine or something. I don't know if it's, it's clause nine or whatever it is. If you're not at the facility, 
the team doesn't have to cover you. This has just always been a cover-your-ass type situation. Now with the Denver Broncos situation and the fight for the virtual thing, it seems like the situation with the Achilles with uh, Jawan. James and the virtual offseason thing with the contract clause that they've had in there. It seems like this is a real potential shit stir. I don't know if I'm right there, but this feels like this is a potential big conversation that's going to happen because you always thought the teams would cover the cost. The Steelers did it with Ben Roethlisberger when he got in a motorcycle accident. It's happened numerous times for other guys. But right now, it sounds like the NFL is almost telling Denver, like, let's kind of weigh our options here. How do you see that whole thing panning out and do you think that'll ever change with the contract lingo of as we go forward here yeah it's going to be interesting to see what denver does because as you both know uh the amount of time in the offseason uh a substantial amount of that guys spend away from the facility oh yeah uh so guys have always felt you know we know we have to train almost year round to be ready to play and guys have felt well if i'm working out to make myself better which makes my team better then they're going to look out for me and it'll be interesting to see, I know the NFL is clearly pushing for them not to do that, but if, if that's the position they take, as a player, you'd have to sit back and say, okay, well now, you know, for the five weeks that I'm off between the normal end of the, the mandatory mini camp and then the start of training camp, if they want to do this of, if I get hurt, they're not going to have my back, even though I'm trying to get better and make the team better, then now I've been disincentivized to train. And now I'm going to come in worse shape which only hurts the clubs Jeez. because of it. So it, it's going to be interesting what the teams want to do because I feel like the teams want the players to work out and be in great shape to make the team better. If they want to start holding this over people's heads, guys are going to have to make a, a financial decision of, well, in my normal off time, I shouldn't be working out as hard so I don't risk getting hurt. Oh, man. What are the owners worried about? Are they worried that there's going to be a lot of players that get hurt doing non-football activities and they just claim, like, hey, I was working out. That's why I tore my pecker. Or, or do they not care at all whenever they try to make it mandatory? They just did that as a negotiation piece. So whenever they inevitably give it up, it's like, oh, we changed the world. It, it, like, what do, what do you think is the real motive? Uh, I, I think the NFL is upset that guys aren't going in. Uh, and this is kind of a, is it a, power a low thing? blow 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 move to try to pressure guys to go back um holding this over guys heads but but guys have known this for a while like you said you knew it was in there guys know it's in there and it's usually what's going on during the the time from january when you whenever you lose and uh before april the the ota start but the off season's the off season and guys train away from the facility all the time and this is kind of another pressure point where the nfl is trying to to push guys back uh, to the facility. So AJ said this, and I, I think you might have uh, not heard it because you were also given a great answer. This is a power thing, huh? At all mm -hmm. times. Yeah, I mean, this is this is clearly about control, uh, and the NFL wants to tell you when to do something, how it's to do it, end. where to do it, and why to do it. And the players now, and, and AJ, you know this. OTAs for years have been ratcheted up faster and faster, oh, yeah. where they've become full speed full contact, non-padded practices. Not me. <laughs> and they just beat guys down. And big guys, especially in these conversations with the teams, are like, I'm sick of going there, having some guy put his helmet in the middle of my shoulder blade for nine weeks <laughs> and then say, all right, head out for a month and come back for training camp. Thanks for showing up.
Why am I doing that? Well, and especially after last year with a ramp up period where everybody basically said their bodies feel better. It's Mm -hmm. actually, it feels smarter not to have that five week break immediately upon going right back to pedal all the way down. I, I, I feel like a lot of, you know, logic is in every argument. It's just whether or not you're going to be able to get that pass is always the collective bargaining thing, which is why we're thankful that you're in there because, I mean, you got to wake up every day and choose violence, basically. And yeah. I want to let you know I respect the hell out of that. Diggs, what do you have? JC, a couple things here. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. As the uh, president of the NFLPA and Brown Center, I just ask why you took away the Steelers' bye week last season. Um, and then can we also get Miles Garrett uh, tested for an alien um, so that we can protect other players on the field. Smart. Are we doing <laughs> potential alien tests across the NFL yet? Because Miles Garrett released a video last night that uh, made me think uh, he might have 45 sacks next year. Yep. That might happen. So good for you guys at Cleveland. But why the handling of the games and the moving of games and uh, the bye week early in week two for the or week three, I think, or maybe week four for the Steelers without them even knowing it was a bye week. How did you guys get through all the shuffling of it? And did you have much say last year, or was it kind of the NFL was handling it, we're going to do this whole thing? No, we, we had a say in it, and it was we would get our kind of results back league-wide around 10 a.m. every morning, and I know I would kind of be waiting at the phone at about that time because you'd be waiting to see what was going on around the league, whether we had positives, how many positives. Uh, and then it was about trying to figure out through the lens of how to keep everybody safe. And that was kind of the issue that – I think a lot of fans and and people in the public got confused about Um, early on, we did not have the high risk close contact policy. So what we were seeing was players would get sick. And as long as they were testing negative, they were allowed to come in the building, but they would eventually turn positive and start shedding virus, even though they tested negative the day before. So then we were getting these rolling positives day after day that was causing these postponements. So that's why we went to the high-risk close contact policy, where if you were deemed a high-risk close contact, which we used the contact tracers, we used interviews, we used uh, video surveillance from the facility, and we looked at who you came in contact with, and if you were deemed a high-risk close contact, they would pull you out of the building because we knew most of the positive came within five days. So you'd be pulled out for five days, and that would cut the rolling pot. How do you play football and do all this shit? How, you know, yeah. like, a lot of NFLPA presidents, right? I, I think there is a potential chance that teams aren't as likely to maybe sign. Maybe that'll change with you and Andrew Barry and everything going on like that. But I think when you get put in this position where you are the one representing uh, the business fight against the NFL, there's a chance you can kind of get a stigma around the league. And plus, you you talk about these rolling positives that you're dealing with during the season. How do you manage it all? Is it just, are you like Mark Wahlberg or The Rock? You like have, all right, I'm waking up at 4 a.m. I'm getting uh, I'm getting a prayer in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to golf nine holes. I'm going to work out. I'm going to read a script. I'm going to pray. I'm going to golf. I'm going to take my kids to school. I mean, Is that what you have to do? How do you handle this all? Isn't that a lot? I mean, that's a lot, I feel like. In the last year, I've learned more about epidemiology and viruses than I would ever imagine wanting to. Um, So last year was definitely a a long year Um, and and you had to learn a lot. I mean, sitting in hearing from from experts about what the best medical grade cleaner is for the facility uh, wasn't always the most exciting phone calls to be on. But you had to dive so much into the weeds uh, of everything that was going to go on at the facility and how you're going to keep the, the players safe. Uh, it was it was a lot of phone calls. What's going to happen with the – and this is not just 
I mean, I'm kind of putting you in a terrible spot here, and I apologize. You're president, though. You can fucking figure it out. The <laughs> so like the um, it's it's happening in every single walk of life now at this point. The city of Pittsburgh said, I think the city of Pittsburgh came out, if I read the tweet headline right, which probably isn't accurate, but it kind of makes sense with the, the narrative. If 70% of citizens in Pittsburgh get the vaccine, there'll be no more mask mandates or anything like that. Allegedly, that's from a headline. Now, we talked to Mac Brown, who is the head coach at UNC. He said that they were told, like, if your team gets vaccinated, everything can go back to normal. If one person, two people don't, you can't. So it's like, okay, so it kind of like feels like you're going to have to be forced to be vaccinated. Now, Knowing that the NFL is the greatest melting pot of melting pots in our country, where people from all backgrounds with all different mindsets come together for one common goal and, you know, really learn about each other, befriend, make uh, family. I mean, it just it becomes something special. But with that, especially with the NFLPA, there's going to be a lot of differing viewpoints. That's just how it's going to go with the vaccine thing. How is that getting handled? And what do you have to do? Because you are you sending out like votes to the teams to the players for them to decide because this is going to become something i think that is a very 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 hot topic as we roll back into the nfl going full force again yeah so the the league is not going to mandate the the vaccine um but there there will be changes like we've seen in other sports to the protocols that guys have to follow based off if you're vaccinated or not and that's just following the science uh of what a vaccinated individual is allowed to do or um is immune from uh, what we've focused on is not telling guys what to do. It's been educating them and giving them resources to make their decision. Okay. Uh, because like you said, I look at the NFL locker room as just a microcosm of, of regular society. Um, and I think we go really how society goes. And we saw that with the virus itself. As society struggled with it, we struggled with it. And we followed their trends too. Uh, and we'll probably see the same thing with the vaccine. And we have a great medical director and Tom Mayer, who uh, any player that has questions, we, we send him his contact information. He walks them through whatever they're worried about for them or their families. Uh, and, and that's been our focus and just educating them. I know I've gotten vaccinated. I'm waiting for my last couple of weeks just to get fully vaccinated. I've got the second shot. Um, but I think that's going to be a slow process. And teams are also educating their players. But again, it's not going to be mandatory. The NFL has said that. Is Woody Johnson coming out and saying, hey, we're kind of getting a bad rap with the Johnson one? Can, you, can the NFL maybe do that a little bit? It sounds like you did not do that because you got the two-shot. Johnson's, right. Johnson's just the Single one over right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's interesting. What do you have, Connor? Yeah, JC, clearly you're a very, very smart person. Uh, when you're playing football, do you talk shit and use, like, massive words to confuse everybody, <laughs> or are you kind of more of a quiet guy? Oh, he has to be liked now, though. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm I'm more of a quiet guy. Uh, I, I don't I don't talk much dur- during the game. Uh, there was uh, there there was more uh, union smack talk uh, on the field this year than, than I've heard before. Hey, you, you signed shit deals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome to hear a D lineman. Oh, oh, that would be amazing. Is that real? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my! Well, and that leads me to my last question here. The narrative for a long time, when I was in the before your um, uh, presidency, okay, before your presidency, uh, Mr. President, okay, but for a long time, the NFLPA's rep is one that, okay, this one kind of stinks compared to the other units. Obviously, it's large. It is very diverse, but it feels like in the biggest league on earth, there is more disgruntled people post-football and maybe even 
during football than other unions. Why is that, you think? And how do you change it? And is it just going to be impossible to make everybody happy? And that's kind of just just how you have to view it every single day. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to make everybody happy. I mean, that that's that's easy to see. But I, I, the way I've kind of approached my first year is, is really focusing on um, the union is the players uh, and the strength comes from that. And, and too often, even players currently playing look and see the union as something not including them of they're looking over top of them. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's what I've been trying to, oh, yeah. to change a little bit or talk about is is where the union. So if you're upset about a deal we sign, that, that's on us as players. We have to take more of, a, of an onus on demanding the things we want and getting the things we want. And that that's with us sticking together and, and doing the things we're doing. Uh, to fight for that that stuff uh and it's not you know passing the blame off to staff or, or anybody else it's it's our job as players it's our bodies it's our contracts it's our money and we have to take onus on getting the best deals possible you're also taking on like 31 billionaires who have you know a team of lawyers each of them mm-hmm. yep and their job is to maintain that billion status and try to get two trillion status. Yeah. That, so that has to be a tough thing. I understand that. I had a relatively terrible experience with the NFLPA, but I'm excited to hear that it sounds like there's somebody in there who is like, hey, let's go ahead and try to do this thing for real. The NFLPA needs its first time in a long time. I've heard that. JC Treader, we appreciate the hell out of you, buddy. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, by the way, whenever shit happens, you guys need to PR. Hey. The NFL is out here feeding people information. The NFLPA won't agree to this deal where they get $10 billion over the And everybody's like, oh, the NFLPA sounds like a bunch of, uh, 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 you know, like privileged assholes, basically. Like you get to play the game and that whole thing. And you guys keep it all tight to the vest, which I appreciate. That's business. You got to do what you got to do. But JC, you got to get in the PR game. You guys got to get in the PR game, I think. Okay, need to get in there. Hey, whenever everything comes up, Invite me on. I'll, I'll come on and we'll there we, there we go. There we go. Good Ladies idea. and gentlemen, NFLPA president, Cleveland Browns Center, has been a starter for every game in the last four years. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. The team's good, by the way. Congrats. Playoff win. You know, Hell yeah. the whole thing. They're back. We never get to talk about that, which is another thing that probably stinks for him as the NFLPA president's always talking about bullshit, not like his actual performance. <laughs> they do good. They run the ball very well, by yeah. the way. So he moves bodies. Cool guy. Cool guy. He's in he's in battle every day, though. I don't know how the fuck he could do that and play in the NFL at the same time. I mean, that's an absolute full-time gig he has on top of his full-time gig of being a starter in the NFL. What do you say, 10 a.m. on Tuesdays? I'd be keeping an eye out yep, for how yes. the NFL did testing-wise, let alone also preparing for the Steelers potentially coming in. <laughs> that's wild. Good for him, though. I, and I think he knows that a lot of people have probably thought that the NFLPA, a lot of former players, a lot of people in the league, it's like, hey, we got to do better. I like the fact that it feels like he's going to try his best at least. I don't know if he's going to get it accomplished, but he's going to try his best, isn't he, AJ? It's probably like being a politician a little bit. Like you get in, you're like, oh, okay. It's impossible to get anything done here. Uh, Gonzo told us, what, two years something's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, It's like, Gonzo, what? Yeah. Forget about this. Man. Right oh, the Gonzo. Job, I like J.C. Trey. He's a big dude, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, old. you know what he was talking when he was talking about OTAs and how oh they're turning into full time practices. Like that's how I remember J.C. Like when he first got in the team and we're in OTAs and I go down to just go like kind of fit up in a little on a run play and the dude just headbutts me and he's so damn cock strong drives me like ten yards <laughs> down the field. I'm like, dude, we're, we're in OTAs. What are you like? I'm trying to get off of him too. I'm trying to throw him off and he just has me locked up. Like that's how I remember. Him. And then now he's like, these OTAs. Listen, 
They forced me to do it. Sick. Listen, I might have set the tone early, but this is what everybody does now. We're, <laughs> we're getting after it, all right? This is... And I like the fact that he said, AJ, you know this, because my OTAs were always the same speed as the regular season. That's nice. It's always just the same speed every single time. I went, all, I went full go every time. That's Had right. To. AJ, you running another 40, man? Why don't we get that done? I will not be running the 40. I, I can promise you that. Why not? Come on. Dude, Come on. You got to. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, and NFL Network pundit, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> AJ Hawk. Yeah! How you doing, dude? Doing great. Good to be with you guys. Oh, it is nice to have you with us here. Uh, yeah. We did see in the last hour you were on NFL Network trying to make that show an awesome one. We appreciate the competition. It makes us better. Iron sharpens iron. Thank you, AJ, for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good news for you is you did not see that because it is not aired yet. But thank you for the call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we saw. AJ had to record something at 12.15. So my immediate response, which became, you know, quickly everybody else's as well, as soon as we really thought about it is, AJ was trying to be competition to the show. What the hell is that? AJ's going on the NFL Network at 12.15. What was it? What did you guys talk about? Did you talk about Aaron? And was it about the Schefter drop this morning on Dan Patrick? Or was it about something completely different? Well, it was. Uh, it's actually airing in a few minutes, I think. Um, oh, 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 Jesus! Oh, oh, this is you the, oh, you're fucking asshole. What are you doing, a media blitz? Look, yeah. he's, on, he's, on, yeah. he's on NFL Network. What, he got ESPN? He did. He did. He did. Good God. Oh, my God. Is it just going to be all AJ all the time? Is this Hawk time? What, what, no. I love this. Good. Hey, influence. Let's go, right, AJ. Miller Lite. Yeah. This is what Miller Lite cool. paid for. Is this the Instagram See, I, thing what, he was talking no, about? What, you look at other shows as like competition, which they're not. You know that's not the case. I look at it as if I go on a show, I promote this show and you and the Bugle Boys and everybody in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, I, love you. I don't view other shows as competition, uh, by the way. But it is the old classic. It's why ESPN couldn't. It's me mocking, you know, the industry that we are currently in right now. But... Uh, can you not go on shows before noon and after three? I mean, I mean they have a point. Lot, they have a point. Um, so the Schefter news this morning, AJ, and we we said we weren't going to talk about this anymore, unless uh, except for when you came on to join us to see if the insider to the insiders had any more inside information mm. to make outside. Uh, AJ, I assume the Schefter news breaking this morning uh, was pretty good. Uh, for the Aaron Rodgers camp, who probably felt a bit blindsided by this entire thing, uh, have you heard any updated news? And your thoughts on Dan Patrick, Adam Schefter's conversation this morning? Uh, sorry to tell you, I have no updated news. Come on! God! Yeah. Too busy doing fucking hits. Interviews, yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. That's, if that's all you, but I feel like the Schefter news is a big deal and right now Schefter's getting killed on the internet isn't he why why are people mad at Schefter well they're they're mad at Schefter because if I synced properly they think that he dropped a massive news story on draft day with zero hard facts is what he they're saying they're saying it was zero hard facts because he said this is it wasn't a news break, right? He, he said to Dan Patrick, it wasn't something that happened in the morning. It was an accru, uh, accruement. Accumulation. Accumulation. Jesus. Accumulation, which is why we, I don't get any respect in any of these conversations. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Sorry, Michael. I didn't mean that. It, it may, I see your side now. That Just was, kidding. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, well, Connor, yeah, <laughs> fuck you for real. But like, I can see why you did what you did and, and labeled me the way you did. 
But like the thought of Schefter saying that the information has come over time and once other people were potentially going to report it, he felt obligated to report it, it just so happened to be there. I think a lot of people, and maybe that's normal in the insider world. Maybe that is how it always operates. But I think a lot of people, me included, by the way, learn some stuff about the insider game and how stories potentially break and lead to an entire news cycle that everybody's talking about. I think that's the biggest thing. And that's why I think a lot of people are potentially the most pissed. Like, you can't be doing that hey you can't be doing that that's basically what a lot of people are saying well aren't people saying just the timing of it right like why yes. was it draft day i know Schefter even said like it just happened to be draft day if he would have done this say the monday after the draft would people still be upset well if he, he now business wise draft day massive day for espn you know massive so if you have a bomb like that you drop it the day of your biggest day, which I assume it is. I assume it's one of their biggest days. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, National championship probably is biggest day. There's probably some, maybe some Monday night. Ki- no, I don't. I, I think that's so right a playoff, the like a playoff game. But yeah, I mean, it probably is. I would assume the draft is their biggest day. Yeah. I would assume it because they're big college football too, right? So it's yeah. like it's the draft is the culmination of everything. The biggest league, their biggest thing, everything like that. Now, great. I'm not saying NFL Network does. So him thinking, you know, our biggest day, my biggest news before anybody else goes. Maybe that's the business side of it, but. For somebody that isn't in the business, it's like, yeah, that might be the business, but it's kind of fucked up, isn't it? And, yeah. and if, if you do think business-wise, if he does drop that on Monday, I mean, that at least gives people shit to talk about. Because draft, I think they kind of buried a lot of conversations with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. So I don't, I don't know if any of it really makes any sense to me, you know? I don't know what the right, right way to do it is. It, it doesn't. I would like to, like, is there any way to know how many stories break like this that are like accumulation all of a sudden hey today's the day i'm going to drop all of this stuff that i've been following i've been hearing for the last three months you chose to break the rogers news on draft day that is absolutely accurate at correct oh it was nothing that morning that came in that all of a sudden said to me yeah he wants out you should report this it was just an accumulation of information via dan patrick show and your point i, I mentioned this in the first hour you told me on a, a facetime a very interesting little you know thought shop thing Schefter did that on Dan Patrick show that's fascinating that is very isn't it I mean that is something to think about too because it was that thought about as well potentially I don't it doesn't seem like it in the moment when I watched the clip and, and Schefter even says I said this on NFL live I said this on my podcast and like did you you must not have explained it as well as you did here with Dan well and maybe that is why he went on Dan Patrick or maybe that's why they sent him on Dan Patrick to do it is like hey we need a new audience to hear this not just our ESPN audience they would not send him on Dan Patrick to do that they'd be one of their platforms now I want to let you know they did say that they were reviewing their company policy true on other platforms whenever we had the whole thing happen you know with them they had to come out and say that um the head of the company had to speak about another sports media influencer. You know what I mean, mm. and what was going on with that show. So, they, yeah. very, you know, what I mean? they would have done it on ZJK for sure. <laughs> you, you think so? Yeah. Show still on, yeah, in the morning. I'm Zubin, never up that early. Zubin, Jay, Will, and Keyshawn. Yeah, uh, yeah. I assume so. By the way, I like Jay, Will, like Keyshawn. I believe I'd like Zubin too. Zubin's the man, but I believe he did have to step away, and I don't know if he's coming back to that show. So, so is it just JK? Oh, well, that's on me. He's as, got as of uh, right now, I believe so. Probably a good show. I like Jay Will and Keyshawn a lot. Zubin has diabetes, that's why he had to step away. Okay, oh, I hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I mean. He had to step away. 
I wasn't saying anything else. I don't know what you're inferring right now or what this guy's inferring. I love Zubin. Yeah, I, just I hope want, he gets better. I, I need want, him yeah. on my dial in the morning. Company did the, the responsible thing of I, stepping in before. I, I didn't Smart, want anybody. No, I knew. Yeah, AJ, I knew. AJ would have came in with something. Yeah, oh, yeah, you would have. You don't yeah. dunk on Zubin. No, 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 no. That's By the way, that's what. It, I, I think no. potentially... No, no, no. Yeah. I have gassed up Zubin Mahenti for at least... <laughs> You're the one that told me I'd be a fan of him. Exactly. At least like two years now. I ain't taking any shots at Zubin. <laughs> Feels like it. All right? That's, that's, that's all I'm saying about Zubin. He's the fucking man. Just we, be sure. By the way, sure. we could all react right now to make it appear as if you were taking a shot at him right there. Yeah, you could. We really wanted to. But you know. We could have left you stranded out there. But you know... That I fucking love Zubin Mahenti. You, you do love Zubin Mahenti. Yes. And you, you're the one who has told me, I think, numerous times, like, hey, we need Zubin on the show, yeah, actually, yeah. I think you have said. Have said it And many it was times. kind of the ESPN, you know, band thing during the time you saying that. But I do appreciate the fact that Gumpy was like, uh, boys, watch the show for a long time, uh, now a part of the show. We need, this is not good. This is like a, uh, like when somebody's all dressed up, you say, why are you dressed up? They're like, oh, it's a funeral. Fuck yeah. you. It's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Sure. Like, one of the, right. I, we do appreciate that, Dumpy. That was a very good, uh, very good idea by you. I love the show too. Watch it every morning. Zubin? Yeah. It looks like Alan Han is sitting in. I mean, how is that the way that name is pronounced? All right. Let's get to some other stuff. There's no way that's that guy's name. And what is his real last name? The Han. <laughs> Han. Ellen Han. 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 Han Solo. Uh, so you're saying Don Han. <laughs> Don Han. Don Han Allen Han. Is that his good name? Good basketball player. Yeah, great basketball player. <laughs> Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your public... No, I'm sorry. This is not a public service announcement. Oh. No. This is a pubic service Ooh. announcement and the news you've been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the United States and Canada. Yeah! Listen, they had the 1.0, yep. change game. Yeah. Unbelievable. Proprietary technology for, you know, a nick-free manscaping shave. I actually saw Manscaped on Shark Tank just the other night. Uh, they ran a replay of this oh, whole thing okay. uh, with the pitch, the idea. Lori's involved. Cuban's involved. We got involved with the Lawnmower 1.0. We said, wow, this thing's unbelievable. Then the 2.0. Then the 3.0. Oh. And then now, somehow, they've made the best version of something I didn't think could get any better. The Lawnmower 4.0. It's a whole wow. new balls game. Well, their advanced ceramic blade and skin-safe technology is so good that it almost seems as if Manscaped worked with Elon Musk's engineers to ensure your testes are as safe as possible. What makes this trimmer different than all the other trimmers? A new multi-function on-and-off switch can engage a travel lock. Travel lock. Because they turn on in your thing, and then it vibrates, and you get there, it's dead. Yeah, kicking around. Now, although this thing does have an incredible uh, charging station, it looks beautiful on your thing. That thing's a pain in the ass to do that. Trim that beard. It also has a 4K LED light on it. On it, Uh, the new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all over through additional guard length sizes one through four. That's huge. You can trim that mustache if you want to not get rid of it. I could trim it. it. No, no, get the other guards. I could. Don't, do Don't get rid of that mustache. Okay. If I had that mustache, I would never. Okay. Unless you want to. Do an eyebrow. Do an eyebrow. No, are you doing your mustache? No. 
You kidding me? Yeah, no bro. way! You would not get cut if you did. And it is meant for your manscaping areas, but uh -huh. it also works oh. beautifully around the face if you want to get maybe use the 4.0 uh, for one thing and the 4.0 for another thing. Yep, good you idea. Too. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping by going to manscaped.com forward slash pet. Uh, wireless charging as well. Whoa. What? Oh, yeah, 4.0's new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Holy shit. You hear that, AJ? <laughs> Make sure you go balls, then face, Connor, when you're trimming. Nah. <laughs> I know, two different ones. Need two different ones. And you can do that with Cramps. this incredible deal. You get 20% off and free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com forward slash pet. 20% off free shipping at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com forward slash pet. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Thing's awesome. It is. It is unbelievable. Yeah, the light is so know, bright like too. Floodlight. It looks, like, it looks like a trophy. Yeah. When you it open does, it up, true. it's like I'm gonna go ahead and shave my title belt with this trophy right here. Yeah. And it's gonna be nick-free technology, better than ever. Wireless charging and a lock, so it doesn't stupid charge in the bag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. AJ, you have one of these, and your face is always cleanly shaven. I assume you go face and then manscape, or or do you yeah, have I two? I actually, I, I bought a lawnmower back in the day. I don't know what version it may be, one or two. So, yeah. I'm well, fan. don't get caught left behind because yeah. the 4.0 is the best version. Yeah. It's yeah. time to upgrade, AJ. Um, hey, last night, did you see hockey was awesome? Oh, man. I didn't see it live. I, I, I waited, and then I saw you post something on Twitter. I was like, oh, I got to get back. And I went back and, and came and watched it. Yeah, so, awesome. so Nick in That's Hockey Talk actually put out a tweet for what time the game was and where you can watch the game because the NHL was hard to find. So I was I was pumped because when I saw the tweet, I was like, at that talking talk, whenever I saw the tweet, I was like, okay, okay, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I did forget that tonight's hockey is a hockey spectacular. Tonight is a trip back in time in hockey. Tonight, there is going to be brawls in both teams. No, it's going to happen. It lived up to the hype, AJ. It lived up yeah. to the hype. And let me tell you what. The Capitals who had their best fighter out of the fights somehow because nobody would allow him to fight them and grasp him and Chara. Pretty pretty good clean sweep by the Capitals last yeah. night. They oh, beat yeah. the fuck out of the Rangers. And it, it's kind of a shame because they're the reason the Rangers had to do this for their team. They literally had to do this for their teammate. And I assume there was at some moment some sort of hope that they would win their fights. But the Capitals, I think they potentially do practice fighting more than the other teams it seemed very apparent last night but mucho respect to the rangers and to the capitals for what they did last night and kick tom wilson out of the yeah, league no, no 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 i thought it was great to see like I, I saw across my twitter feed like a lot of hockey players and ex-hockey players retired guys coming out like, oh this is good to see the boys taking care of business out yep. here but do you does the NHL like this? I mean, they should because it gives them the best ratings they could ever have, I would imagine. I would assume Bettman is going to come out and say that he's against it or whatever. And maybe he won't say anything at all. But the ratings will get leaked. Yeah. You know, the rate, And they'll even leak the minute-by-minute minute ratings, which also are something that I learned about here uh, in the past like year or so. They'll show those. I would assume after the sixth one, after Pierre Maguire and play-by-play... -play, I think it was Kenny Albert last. I could be wrong, but I think. K.A., okay. K oh, Kenny Albert on there. Once they basically said, like, well, we think it's about over. We think this is about all she wrote for this thing. And then there was, an, I think a lot of people probably changed the channel. There was an incredible story. 
TJ Oshie scores a hat trick first game after his dad passed away. I mean, it was that was the rest of the night. Rangers got beat up, lost. TJ Oshie had a memorial game for his uh, dad who passed away, and the Washington Capitals got to punch faces. I mean, it seems like a massive win for Washington, and the only thing that the Rangers have to show for it is a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine <laughs> yep. uh, because of what they said about the five thousand dollar. That's a tough night to be a Rangers. Rangers fan. got respect though; they got a lot of yes. stick taps, a lot Agreed. of stick taps on uh-huh. the internet. And if if Batman. <laughs> didn't want this to happen he would have suspended wilson for a game and this wouldn't have happened i agree batman let it happen batman you think wanted this to happen like hey this is what hockey we still got it if we have to time game we still got a fastball if we need it a lot of stick taps on the internet is that what you said cowboy is that a is that a gift i saw a lot of stick tap emojis and Tell me the last time you saw a hockey video on Twitter with 1.8 million views. Is that real? Yep. Wow. Probably the last time Sid won a cup. If I had to guess. Yeah. Or maybe a video of Sidney Crosby like crushing watermelons with his thighs. Yeah. Or Patty Kane. <laughs> huh? I was saying Patty Kane when he won the Nah, he's out. McDavid potentially. Poster knock had a video that went huge, like 5 million views. Nah, Poster Yeah, listen, not. Gumpy, we don't need the ricochet shot in there, all right? We get it. <laughs> what? When's the last time you saw a hockey video? One point. Guys, on that's hockey. It was he's a, good a Canadian. Night. It was a good night for hockey, dude. What he's are we a Canadian. About? Yes. Come on, you dude. know how much of a Canadian he is, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. least Canadian. Canadian is what Nick just said. What's the bolt? Wait, said that word. <laughs> This is kind of like a uh, citizenhood check he just did right there. Hey, whoever wants to take me, I'll stay. He knows nothing about Canada, though. <laughs> no. He hates it. West Coast bias, dude. Just different. Yeah, but I don't even think it's West Coast. I think it's just like the potential area you live. So I literally went to the shipyard every night for 12 hours home and watched sports during the day. And yeah, I didn't pay much attention to anything else. (laughs) We had him over in Toronto. (laughs) We asked him a question about Toronto. No clue. I don't know. This place fucking stinks. (laughs) We asked him about Canada as a whole. No clue. Uh, what are you asking me for, pal? Ask him about <laughs> hockey. You big hockey fan? Mm, I know it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Not really. The, kind of. It's like, all right, we got the least Canadian Canadian. Wouldn't want it any other way. Okay, I loved it, though, AJ. I did. A lot of hockey purists hate it, though. They, they get so well, mad. But Tom Wilson, like, he's an interesting character. That dude, when he got, he jumps in, gets in the fight, he was throwing <laughs> heavy fists, man. <laughs> Heavy, dude. He's unbelievable. His fight record as of this graphic that we're looking at that we will dive into deeper on the screen here is 53-27-3. So just quick math there. This dude has had 83 fights already. Think about how many fights. And they tried to slow down the fighting, by the way, a few years ago with rules changes to make it more fast and everything like that. Tom Wilson, uh, great Great at hockey, too, by the way. Not just like bad oh, yeah. hockey, but like great at hockey, oh, yeah. handsome, 53-27-3, uh, has a couple draws, I guess. Started his career 6-0 <laughs> as soon as he got into the NHL, kind of staked his claim as a big dog on yeah. the ice. Yep. Zito, you made this graphic, I believe. How did we get the record? Who was the scorecard? Who were the judges? How did this whole thing So work? I was the judge. I was everything. I went to fight. I was at hockeyfights.com, I, and they have every video listed. And I watched every single one and saw which one he won and lost. Is this real? You watched 83 fights of this guy? Yeah, there's actually 20 fights I did not put on there because he was in the OHL, I believe, or no? Yeah, Ontario yeah. Hockey League. So he had 20 fights in there. I didn't watch those because oh, that was they like took them amateur. Off. You're saying? Yeah, that was his amateur career. That was, yeah, that was so, whatever. Yeah. He, was he actually has 103 fights under his belt. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Yeah, don't, don't you think Tom? 
Oh, AZ, no, wouldn't Tom debate some of these losses? He may think he doesn't have 27 losses. No, we actually watched, me and Pat watched one was the against Chara. Yeah, I he believe. fought Chara. And, and that one seemed to be a draw. Yeah, Could but be, we yeah, said he won. About. We said he won, though. We, who, said, who said that? Uh, we did, I thought. No! We oh, oh, said it was a draw! No! No, I did not! These oh, numbers are no, alive. No, I did not! He's Don't like, you be putting that on me. Uh, I thought you said he would die. No, I thought it was a draw. I thought it was a draw because Tom, no, I took the initiative to put the, Tom uh, the win. did catch one on him. Chara is from the Boston Bruins. Now he's a capital. Yeah. He's six foot nine. He, he's a guy who is a tough guy. Like he's an actual oh, yeah. tough guy. And he's bigger than everybody. And in hockey fighting, you grab you grab the son of a bitch right by like their Bite collar traps. here. Yeah. And you just grab it. And then you just jab, left-handed jabs. And then overhand rights. He's like when a child comes up and you hold their like forehead and they're mm -hmm. running and they're slapping and you just he just does that to people. It's just like and he likes fighting. He beats the fuck. Last night nobody would fight. I did not say that Tom <laughs> Wilson beat him in a fight, but Tom Wilson held his ground. Yeah, he did. Tom Wilson held That's his what ground. We were saying. Hey, he throws bombs, dude. And the guy last night, Smith, I forget his first name. What's his first Brendan. name? Brendan. Brendan Smith. I guess. Did he offer up to be the guy that fights Tom Wilson after what happened? Sacrificial lamb. Or was everybody? Yeah, he came at him. But I think like during the day, like during the day, they made this decision. Who's doing it? You think it was one of those? Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't, I don't if I know Smitty yep. like I think I know Smitty, I think he <laughs> in the locker room say, boys, I got this one. He tried to get him early. Like he, yeah. he did come attack him. And Tom, I think, knew what was coming. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm you still, I'm like five inches taller than you. Uh <laughs> 45. Bad fucking decision. Bang! Yeah, <laughs> he just. Hey, he, what's the? Do we know the? Is there a record, Pat, for the most like the most fights a player has had in one game? The Pittsburgh. I don't know about player in a game. In he left after that. By the way, the Capitals basically brought him in. Okay, you get. Let's do the hockey tradition here. We understand that we got to make up for what happened. He's gonna beat the fuck out of you, but mm -hmm. you guys got to do yeah. what you got to do. And then they sent him out, so he wasn't there. So you like? I think the Penguins were involved in the most penalized game in the NHL history. I, I, I saw that tweeted out a couple times last night. Potentially, I looked up who has the most fights in their NHL career, and it, it is Ty Domi with 339 fights. Hockey was oh, awesome yeah. back whenever anybody could get it there you had one guy on your team almost and it was like a tradition and, and i watched gladiator the other night it was on oh, oh yeah. i have not got caught by gladiator in a long time it was it's pretty delightful hell yeah, of a it's movie. incredible awesome. every time it's a it, flashbang it is pretty it is well what it catches you by surprise every time okay all right i get you yeah flashbang, flashbang. Right, got it actually <laughs> it works flashbang. yeah it does get you every single time i got caught by the flashbang this ridiculous time. but whenever they're just leading them them out right and then the opponents are, that's kind of what hockey used to be like if a star player got a got a hit that everybody thought was kind of bullshit the person that did the hit would like remain on the ice and then all of a sudden somebody would sub and all of a sudden the big dumb animal was coming in <laughs> off of the bench <laughs> And it's like the whole place would stand. It was like a gladiator atmosphere. Gloves are automatically tossed down. And people just circle. The rest of the players just circle. These two guys hammer it out. Stick taps. They go into the penalty box, whether they're flipping people off or whatever. And then it's out. That was awesome. And last night, it felt like there was a little bit of that. The only thing we were missing from last night was goalie fight. Yep. Yeah. If they would have met at center ice and start chucking them. Oh. Golly! Eddie the Eagle, man. Yeah. Belfort could throw hands in his day. Who got Mark Andre Fleur got into one, didn't he? He's been, in, he's been in a tussle. Too. I don't know if he's been in a straight up fight. He's, but he's more definitely of a, been uh, in a. He, he'll jack he's somebody right there. Oh, really? he'll cross. We needed Doug Glatt last night. Is really who we needed. Did you ever play hockey, AJ? Tim Tom. No, I played uh, like 
roller hockey as a kid, but no, nothing. Never real hockey. Roller hockey? You have roller blades? I did back in the day, yeah. How were you on those things? Ever on Ohio, pretty flat, huh? I got I got to be pretty good, I think. Yeah, you know, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks had a big influence on me. The knuckle yeah. puck, all of that. Nice. How about when they were going around the Mall of America? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, down the yeah. escalator. Me too. I don't think anybody that wasn't alive in that time would ever fully understand how over rollerblades were. Oh, <laughs> they were a big deal. They were a big in Pittsburgh. We were using them, and that's fucking this or this at all times. We're we're. <laughs> Diagonal going up these monster hills. And for some reason, you got gravel over the road for no reason, and that'll come out. That'll of get you in rollerblades. <laughs> but like four or five hours a day sometimes in those rollerblades. Oh Maybe. yeah, going to work. Oh yeah, come on. Couldn't even step foot in them now, though. My entire leg would cramp. Uh huh. It's Me impossible. Hey, didn't Diggs rollerblade to work a few times? Yeah, it was oh, awesome boy. One time. One time. Yeah, one time. Might have been twice. He has the nah, most you might have had to get home. uncomfortable pair of skates ever. Yeah, they Those weren't things. broken in. They were Holy not broken shit. in. They're all the skates, though. I think at this point, all of them are uncomfortable. I think we were just used to the discomfort. I could have took them to the skate shop where they mold them for you but take it to the skate shop make the fucking mold I'd already truck. spent way too much money on those things let's go to some phone calls here you did spend a lot of money on those that. things are nice they look cool you still I think got they're them. here you could potentially sell them on that whatnot app oh oh that's where right. I'm skydiving Ooh, some guy oh, yeah. comes out and buys them off me <laughs> huh kinda <laughs> I think that was a commercial for for whatnot oh, really? maybe oh was it the guy they... he skydiving and he puts his, his stuff on on whatnot Mm. And then some other guy shows up, Skype time, is like, did you just post this? I'll buy it. Uh, and he tackles him? It might be no, a different company. Oh. oh it might have been a different a company. sweet it commercial. Is. It's a good commercial. Was that one take, I wonder? That's crazy. It sounds like it. That's a good company. Different they company. crushed it. They aren't just a online influencing. No. no. How the hell does Wi-Fi work up there? Did you hear? I got all worked up first hour. I don't know if you heard it. I saw some. So I, I saw you tweet last night something, and I'm, I went back and read it. And I'm like, okay, what is... What is Pat mad about? I was trying to figure out, like, was there a big glaring thing that you were pissed at? I don't like that he called me sports media influencer and he he calls everybody else a company. It's like. I came back to that. I I figured that out. And then I watched a little bit of you. Was it earlier in the show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did not expect to get that. uh, It's good. Yeah, it was awesome. It's good, man. You got to let it out. You got to let it out sometimes. Yeah, Michael McCarthy maybe didn't deserve that, but fuck him. You know? Yep. (laughs) He probably didn't even know, by the way, that I would get... No idea. And that's the problem. (laughs) You know, and that, that I think, leads to the bigger problem. Let's get some phone calls. Is this going to be an issue for Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy? Are you just going to associate now? Well, by the way, when I first seen it, I thought Big Mike was the... (laughs) Whoa. I was like, oh, my God, Big Mike, dude? Head coach? (laughs) Fucking asshole. He knows. He has to know how hard this is. The team, he has to respect the team around at least. You know what I mean? AJ, you're a part of that, even though you're trying to crash our show every single day with your internet mm-hmm. and trying to go on other shows. But they, uh, that, that really, I didn't like the disrespect to everybody. You know, it felt like it was a disrespectful shot across well, the I, I think if people just see it from the outside, whoever this guy is that wrote it, don't you think just because of the, the laid back environment that you create, the, like how the boys are, you're young, you know, you obviously you connect with a lot of young people and old people, but they don't. Sometimes they don't take it serious. Don't you think they don't take people serious when they it's think always just, the banana boys? It's fault. your guys' fault. <laughs> what? You're right, AJ. I didn't think about that. It is probably your guys' fault. No, no, no. no. no I'm oh. saying like I'm, I, you said it, not me. I, I mean, I'm trying. To... I never said it was their fault. I never said it was their fault. I'm saying people. Oh, they get a weird. There's saying. a weird tank perception tops. to where they Mustaches. think you, like, you might not be working as hard as other people because it doesn't look the same. You don't. You're not wearing a tie. You're not wearing a suit every day. You're not wearing a hard hat. All right, all right. This moment forward, AJ. 
Suit and ties what? only. Suits and tie for going for it. No, for I'm saying they are say wrong. It. I'm saying they are wrong for thinking yeah, that because no, they're I dumb. Don't, they yeah. don't look no, into what's going on, actually. I can't tie tie. Okay, you're trying to get on the ticker, AJ. This isn't the right way to do it. Oh, do we have a ticker today? Yep. What is today's ticker, by the way? Uh, can we get an update yeah, on today's ticker? Nice. It has, like we said... It has now come out that Aaron Rodgers did not leak the information before the draft. Good ticker. Okay. That's a good ticker. Good and it also bit. says hockey was awesome last night. Oh, hell yeah. It was. It was. That's a good ticker. It was. Woo! Yeah. Just waiting for some info from AJ to put on there. Anything else you want on the ticker over there, AJ? No. I think I'm okay right now. Oh, not even your hit on uh, NFL Network. That's Aaron later. Yeah, what time sure. are you on? We'll we'll put it in the ticker for you. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know, but I you are going to be upset to hear I'm going on. A, I think Tiki and Tierney at three forty. Uh, you son of a bitch. We're going to go to the three. We can't actually. God damn it. You got to go right. Why aren't yeah. you in Tampa? Yeah, yeah, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to run this thing to three thirty nine. You know what I mean? Just somehow at three thirty, I'll start some riveting conversation just run that thing and you do the oh gotta go like you know what i mean people have to do that that would have been awesome tiki and tierney that's a good show right that's over there in new york yeah i assume that's where they they record it still even though they're not together i don't think there's no way axel lets you run that long up up in that attic dude. yeah what's axel gonna do Are you gonna be a part of the show too Beat the he shit might be. He may, he may be just not video, but audio banging on the door. What are you going to tell them? What are you going to tell them? Yeah. Are you going to? Is this like a, a Schefter situation where it's, you know, accruing information and then deciding where to drop right. it? Because oh. it feels like with the shots you you did take at the Bugle Boys. Yeah. And it, are you no saving? Shots. Yeah, shots. Yeah, that's how it felt. You did. It's okay, Jay. You did. Do you think? Um, Boy, are you going to break news on that show? What is it going to be about? Is it going to be about you being the all-time leading tackler in Green Bay? Ooh, they probably want to talk Ohio State football or something like how Spring Ball went. That's what I assume. How was Spring Ball? Is it good? Yep, great. Were you there? Was I there? No, I saw the. I saw a lot of the spring game though. A lot of young talent that is really showcasing themselves. You are the worst. What? That's going to be the worst interview of all time. Don't do that. You make, not about you, you make our company look bad. You make our company look bad. Yeah, come on. Come on. Can't have our company really? look bad like that. It's obviously not going to be about Ohio State, bud. All right, I know. I know. I'm just, if you break news on there, actually, please do it so we can react to it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Please do that. Eric told me on Friday that he's coming back. <laughs> hey, John Cooper. How I'm going to give him the left-handed news. Oh, sure. that you heard he's been training lefty. Yeah. How about the John Coon stuff? Did you hear that? Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you're in agreement with him? Yeah, he he was saying what he doesn't. He thinks there's a there's a possibility they can find a way. Absolutely, yeah. there's a chance. And Ty, listen to the whole thing. Go ahead. Yeah, no, he just basically said that. Uh, well, in the uh, the tweet itself, it said that like Rogers could you know wanted to get to forty in Green Bay, and then Coon said on the uh, radio show that yeah he thought he has talked to him this week, and obviously you know this has been. Stuff that he's seen throughout his career happen to other people and teammates, and but he does see that there could be a resolution where both sides could be happy, and he'd play in Green Bay next year. Um, Mike Florio is reporting about Schefter reporting. Do you agree with what he said there, by the way? John Kuhn? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So okay, oh, that's two oh, absolutely. So ticker. Uh. AJ Hawk agrees with John Kuhn. <laughs> Kuhn. Yeah. K-U-U-U-U-U-U-H-N. Uh, that there's absolutely a chance that Aaron Rodgers is back with Green Bay. Wow. That's what you're saying? Uh, that's not exactly how I meant it when I responded, but sure, run with it. 
Well, you can't well, do that. Yeah. Dude, you stayed this today. Is, yes. <laughs> if you're asking me, okay, if you're asking me. <laughs> he didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve that. So I'm all fired up from FOS. It was great. <laughs> hey, please keep it coming, Connor. I'm good. I'm a big boy. But when I, when I first heard it, uh, like if you asked me right now, if you said, hey, do you think there's a chance Aaron Rodgers could be back in Green Bay? I would say yes, absolutely. There's a chance. What percentage? Oh, oh, oh. I don't, I don't deal in hypothetical percentages. Hell yeah! But if you had, but you to, would deal yeah. in hypotheticals in this scenario. <laughs> I don't like to that, that either. So percentages is where you draw the line. What what hypothetical we percentages is where we cut it off right there? What's your percentages truth? is one I do not yeah, deal with. Yeah. What's your truth, AJ? <laughs> Let's go to uh, just speaking my truth, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite AJ Hawks, by the way. The best. Just, uh, well, that's their truth. Huh? That's <laughs> that's his truth. That, well, that's your truth. Well, that's my truth. Yeah. It's amazing. Let's AJ go. Hawk, Demi Moore. Let's go to Michael. Is that who that's Demi from? Lovato. Demi Lovato, Lovato, by the way. Demi Moore. Is a strip tease, Tony Christ. <laughs> Great oh. film. Who's Demi Other Moore? Other Demi. She's she married, married Bruce Kutcher. Willis. And Ashton And then Ashton Kutcher. Oh, Ashton. I remember Ashton did that. Yeah. She had a sweet haircut and ghost. What and was it? His name was Molden. Was that 70s show? She yeah. was a Navy yeah. SEAL. What? Yeah, it, well, Demi Moore's G.I. Jane. G.I. Yeah. Jane. G.I. Jane. Oh, okay. Great oh, film. I was going to say. God, I, I don't know when you guys are going character and human. You know what I mean? <laughs> you never seen Striptease? <laughs> that was character. What year? 94. No chance. You don't know who Demi Moore is? <laughs> <laughs> if you saw it. Yeah, I watched it when I was eight. <laughs> no, I think I, whenever, the Maybe 99. I, I might have understood. Oh, I think years you're right. Really? really? The lady, the lady that Ashton started dating out of nowhere. I remember that because that 70s show, I think, was huge or whatever mm. in that whole thing. I remember that. He it, married her. They yeah. got married? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they get married, and then now he's back with that 70s show. Right. Mila Kunis, yeah. Hey, Ashton, AP Lusk, dude, pretty uh, – there's a good businessman, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bears fan. He's big philanthropy now, right? Oh, yeah. I think every big business does Very become tough. big philanthropy because they feel the need to give back because they have so much, but also because it helps, you know, other stuff too. I think it was a Hawkeye well, too. He stopped his acting. He I is. Know, I don't know if it's his choice or not, but he did. Well, he started tweeting. Yeah. Yeah, he became the Twitter guy there for a while. Well, he did the ranch. Nah, he had to turn it over, remember? Oh, yeah, the ranch. Spread is a good Ashton Kutcher movie too. He had, oh, he had to turn facts. his Twitter feed over to his team. Why? I think a Joe Pot tweet he put out, and then he backed away, and then he said, "Like I will be turning this over. I cannot. I'm not responsible." <laughs> or something weird. Nebraska. So how high was he? Whenever they approached him and said, "Do you think you should still be on this thing or not?" And he was like, "No, you're right. I got to get out of here." He's a Hawks fan. He probably took a playful jab at Joe Pa after everything happened. What's wrong with that? He wasn't the only one, but his team got him in a certain mindset Go to off. say, "Hey, to get me the fuck out of here." Yeah, Hey, Pittsburgh was pretty lethal with the uh, Joe the Penn State news. Yeah, it was, it was split. There was there was sharks and jet situations happening in the streets of Pittsburgh. Legit, a lot of Penn State <laughs> people. Obviously, I think Eastern Pennsylvania is more known for Penn State people because it's more close to over there. A lot of Pittsburgh people go to Penn State as well. That's why the Pitt Penn State rivalry for a long time was massive or whatever. And then when that whole Joe Paterno thing came down, oh, you're talking about Jesus Christ to some people. Yeah, and then you're on the other side saying, hey. He didn't come back to life or whatever. You know, he, he, that's basically what the conversation was. It was like the it, it felt like two religions. It mm-hmm. felt like you were attacking a religion, which I think is what people said was the problem. That's where know. idol worship will get you. Oh. Hey, blood in the well streets. Said. Idol worship. That's really nice wow. right there. He had a statue. That he guy. Did. That's yeah. right. Yanked that some bitch down. That down. <laughs> <laughs> did he beat Nebraska that year? Well, that's the thing. You know, his wife was wondering about their kids potentially. You know. And uh, oh, he lost. Ooh. And he said, uh, 
I go Western Nebraska film. <laughs> <laughs> they lost that game. By the way. What year? How many years straight did he play Nebraska at that point? Sixty. Oh yeah. Now because they used to be in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Oh, okay. So not sixty. I did not know that. But by they the were way. good yeah. back then. Thirty-five. They might have changed it up. Never know how to watch film. Mm-hmm. Don't want to hear about that potentially happening. <laughs> I need to watch. Not film. a game week. Not game no. week. <laughs> yeah. This can wait till spring. <laughs> Well, actually, summer, because we got spring ball. We're going to the Sugar Bowl this year. (laughs) (laughs) Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. If you're listening right now at about, I don't know, eh, whenever you're listening, we're probably on a plane. Yeah. Send us some tweets. Say, hey, what's up? Hopefully, the Wi-Fi will be working, even though it has been very, very fickle. Uh, and we're back tomorrow from Tampa with a massive Friday show. Huge show Huge going into show the weekend. Huge Smackdown Friday night, Fox, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, throwback at, uh, show. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. It's going to be good. Very excited for that. Um, be a friend, tell a friend, Ty. Please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Thursday. We'll see you manana.